Good morning and welcome to Prayers for Your Day. It's Danita and today is Friday, November the 6th, T-G-I-F. Truly, I thank God that it's Friday and I thank God for each and every one of you. I thank him so much for just all of you and your heart, your heart to pray, your heart to serve, your heart to worship your heart to encourage one another in the Lord. It has truly been a blessing to get to text with many of you on this week. And I feel like I'm, I'm, I have friends all over and I'm, and I'm just so thankful to God because it is those divine connections of the people and places and things that he allows us while we are here on the earth to interact with, to think about, to intercede for, so that his will can be done. Truly, we are are his vessels, and our job is to do the will of the Lord. Yes, we have to live in the world, but we are not of this world, and I'm thankful for that. When I look at a lot of things that are going on, I'm thankful that I'm in this world, but I'm not of this world and I have an eternal home that I'll be going to after a while. Um, just want to say that uh, they are still counting votes. Um, and so um, if if I get on and I don't say anything for a couple of days, just know it's because they're still counting. But when we win this in Jesus name, uh, all glory belongs to God. He gets all the glory and he gets all the honor because none of this, none of this would be possible without him. I am up um, in the votes by I think 466 votes. So I know that it is in my favor and God is going to pull me all the way through just have to go through the process. And that's exactly how life is. We just have to go through the process. Uh, But in the end, we know that we have the victory. Um, On yesterday, I was uh, praying Nehemiah's prayer. And I told you every time if somebody calls or something happens, it kicks me out. So I did finish praying on my own. I wasn't going to do a part two. Um, So Forgive me for that. And I'm trying to get a little bit better of asking people to call me after 715 so that I can finish the prayer without interruption. Um, on today, though, um, one of I, I didn't know I thought I was going to be going back to Nehemiah. But you know what? Holy Spirit, have your way. I began to think about Joseph and Joseph running out of Potiphar's wife's home without his coat after she had positioned him uh, to come and lay with her. And as I began to think about that, I said, okay, God, let, let me read this so that we can talk a little bit on this morning about this situation. So it's in Genesis chapter 39. And um, if you're not familiar with the story of Joseph, I encourage you to go back and read it. But I'm going to start with verse number two. And then you know how we, we like to break it down on Friday. So we have something to meditate on and think about. And the word of the Lord says, 
Genesis 39 verse 2. The Lord was with Joseph and he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar put him in charge of his household and he entrusted to take his care everything he owned. From the time he put him in charge of his household and all of that he owned, the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. The blessing of the Lord was on everything Potiphar had, both in the house and in the field. So he left in Joseph's care everything he had with Joseph in charge. He did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate. Now, Joseph was well built and handsome. And after a while, his master's wife took notice of Joseph and said, come to bed with me. But he refused with me in charge. He told her, my master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. No one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. How then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? And though she spoke to Joseph day after day, he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. One day he went into the house to attend to his duties and none of the household servants were inside. She caught him by his cloak and said, come to bed with me. But he left his cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. And I'm going to stop right there. And so when I read this, you know, I always ask the Lord to give me, give me revelation, knowledge into what you're saying for such a time as this. And what I thought about was, How do we keep ourselves from sin? How do we, knowing that we'll never be perfect, knowing that, you know, we we are made of flesh, we're going to make ourselves, um, I mean, we're going to make some mistakes. We're going to do some things wrong, sins of omission, sins of commission, sins that we do willingly, you know, and knowingly. And sins that we do, you know, unknowingly where we don't even realize that we've kind of messed up. That's why a lifestyle of repentance is so important. So I'm reflecting on this. Like, how how do we keep ourselves from sin? How did Joseph keep keep himself from, from sin? And here's what I picked up about Joseph. Let's go back and look at eight. Joseph said, My master does not concern himself with anything in the house. Everything he owns, he has entrusted to my care. How do we keep ourselves from sin? How do we refuse sin, even when it's opportune? It doesn't say how good his wife looked, but it tells us that Joseph was well built and handsome. And I'm assuming she probably was a beautiful woman. But in this case here, Joseph cared enough about the relationship that he had with Potiphar. He said, trust 
and respect. He said he owns, he has entrusted to my care. And a lot of times in this day and age, we have forgotten what it means to mutually respect someone so that we don't want to sin against them. Joseph did not want to sin against his master because he knew that his master had trusted him, that he had trust in him. And so a lot of times when we sin against other people, we don't value the relationship. And if we we do value the relationship, we've lost that value somewhere along the way. So that's point number one. We got to trust and value our relationships. Divine. You know, often people will share something with me. And they know I will take it to my grave because, number one, I value them as a person and I respect them as a person. But I also realize that I'm accountable to God. I'm accountable to someone higher than them, higher than myself. And so it's not for me to run around and gossip and share what's going on with them. But. In order to keep ourselves from sin and sinning against one another, we have to trust and respect one another. The second point, he says, no one is greater in this house than I am. My master has withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. I'm going to stop right there. No one is greater in this house than I am. Joseph understood position. He understood the position that his master had put him in. If you're a mother, you are in position to be a mother. No one can mother like you. (laughs) If you are a father, you are a position to be a father. No one can be a father like you. If you're married, if you're a wife, if you are a husband, No one can fulfill that role but you. You have to know the position that you're in. It is not by chance. It is by divine intervention. There was a blessing. Joseph was a blessed man, but he also was a blessing to Potiphar. The word of God says that the blessing of the Lord was on everything that Potiphar had. Why? Why was that? It was because the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph. That's what the word says. So when you are in position and you understand the position that you have, you too can be like Joseph and say, no one is greater in this house that I am. No one is, no one is a greater mother in this house, but me, you may be the only mother, but you're still the greatest mother in your house. You're still the greatest father. You're still the greatest friend. And because of you, because of your relationship with God, understand this. And I mean this with everything in me. Because of your relationship with God, the household of those that you're connected with is blessed because of you. (laughs) There's a connection because of you. So 
he recognized his position. That's powerful, y'all. So recognize your position and know that no one has been called to fulfill that position but you. Then it says that he's withheld nothing from me except you because you are his wife. Not only did he recognize his position, but he honored everyone else's. So if you're a wife, you recognize your position, but you honor the position of your husband and vice versa. You honor the other's position as much as you recognize yours. Then it says, how then could I do such a wicked thing and sin against God? We have to realize, and David said this in the book of Psalms, in the book of Psalms, when he's after he slept with Bathsheba, he said, "My, I sinned against you." See, a lot of times, if we're not careful, if we're not careful, we'll run around trying to pay people back for how they treated us. We'll run around and how and try to get even with people because. They said something about us or because um, they were supposed to do something for us and they didn't do it or because, um, you know, last year, because we hold on to stuff and we will run around and try to wrong people for the wrong that they've done to us. But when we do that, see, when we do that, then we sin against God. We sin against God and then we got to repent. I'm tired of repenting and I know I'm going to be repenting for the rest of my life. I get that, but I don't have to repent so much over the same stuff. You know, we got to grow up. And so when he said that, how could I do such a wicked thing? He knew it was wrong and he knew that he would be sinning against God. And so sometimes before we open our mouth, just because we can doesn't mean we should. Just because we got to come back doesn't mean we need to come back. Because our sin is not just against that person, but we've sinned against God. The other part of this that I want you to meditate on and think about is that she continued to approach Joseph. There are going to be times in our life when, even when we flee from sin, even when we walk away from people and things because it's drawing us into sin, that doesn't mean that once we walk away the first time that we're we're not going to be confronted or have to deal with that anymore. In fact, his wife waited to the opportune time when no one else was around to try to get him to come to bed with her. And that's and, and sin, that's what sin does. Sin will, the Bible says that the enemy departs for a season. So sin will come and, and it will flirt with you and it will entice you and it will do all of that. And you may be strong one day and weak the next. I'm a living witness. You may be strong one day to walk away from the drink, to walk away from the sex, to walk away from cursing. And you'll be like, yes, I walked away. 
But then here comes sins, sin again to entice you. But in this case, and I love it. In this case, Joseph knew how and when to make a move. And I said, how and when we sometimes we spend too much time playing with sin. We spend too much time flirting with the enemy. You know, you single, he's single. You talking on the phone, two, three o'clock in the morning. Somebody start talking, you know, right. You figure, well, I'm just going to go over there. We're not going to do anything, you know. Then it gets late and late. Well, why don't you spend the night? And before you know it, you've stepped outside of the will of God for your life. Because you you flirted with it. But one of the things that I, I love about Joseph, Joseph didn't flirt with it. Because guess what? The word of God says that not only did he refuse her the first time, it says he refused to go to bed with her or even be with her. He didn't even want to be around her. But see, we make the mistake sometimes of, you know, I can keep going around it like, you know, I, I used to mess with him or I used to mess with her and I'm done with them. But yet we still find ourselves around that person or around that thing. You know, Joseph may have wanted to sleep with her. But he knew what he had to do to refuse sin. He's a man. We all fall short. We all have weaknesses. But he knew he didn't want to disappoint God. And he knew in order to keep himself together, not only did he have to refuse her openly, rebuke her openly, he had to stay away from her. He had to. He wasn't trying to, to, to test out his manhood and his ability to resist. He said, I've got to stay away from her. And that's what he did until she found that opportune time. And when she found it, it says she called him. But I loved it. He made a move. He knew how to move and when. When, when she made that move on him, he left the cloak in her hand and ran out of the house. And can I tell you on today, quit flirting with sin, quit playing with sin, run, run like your very life depends on it. Why? Because it does. Maybe not your physical life, but your spiritual life. If you continue to play with sin, to flirt with it. You keep playing with fire, you're going to get burned. You might be exposed for your sin. And God covers us. <laughs> he covers us. Why does he cover us? Because he wants us to get it right on our own. But what happens is we start thinking that we're slick. We start thinking that we're fooling everybody. When really we're only fooling ourselves. But Joseph was wise in the sense he realized how good this man had been to him. Remember, there was trust and respect in the relationship. He understood his position. And he understood the position of the man he served. He was in good standing with, with his master, 
with his boss, so to speak. And most importantly, he was in good standing with God and he wanted to stay in good standing with God. The Bible says an effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That's why you can't have everybody praying for you. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man. Now, if the Bible distinguishes that. We ought to be looking for some fruit. Potiphar chose Joseph because of Joseph's fruit. And Joseph bought the blessing on Potiphar's house because of his righteousness. But his wife tried to entice Joseph and Joseph could have got caught up, but he ran. Can I tell you, can I encourage you to run on this weekend? If you find yourself in an awkward situation, if you find yourself wanting to say something that you know you shouldn't say, make a move. Know, know when and how to move and move quickly. If you find yourself in a situation where you thinking about, you know, stepping outside of your marriage or if you're thinking about having you know, sex with someone and you know that that's not what God has ordained because that's not your husband or that's not your wife. And I'm not judging. I'm just telling you the word because I've been there. Then make bust a move and move quickly. You don't have to worry about who's going to talk about you, what they're going to say. It's not about them. It's about you and God. And at some point, because I love you all so much, at some point we have to realize we can't be about pleasing people. People don't have a heaven or a hell to put us in. But God does. Don't be caught up in, in pleasing people. Don't be caught up with what people are going to say about you because you decide you want to leave the party early because you know what's getting ready to go down. Don't get caught up and worried about, you know, um, how this is going to look if you break this relationship off. And you know you should have never been in that relationship, but you got sucked in and now you feel obligated. We got to get out of this so worried about what people say. What does God say? And I'm telling you, if you be faithful to God, he will be faithful to you. He's faithful to us anyway. But how much more? How much more will he be when he knows that he can trust you? When he knows he can trust you to keep his word, when he knows he can trust you to give him glory, when he knows that he can trust you to pray in the midnight hour, to get up and text and check on so-and-so, to, to put a little extra money in somebody else's account because you know that they going through. You may not be where you are, where you want to be financially, but you know you got enough to send somebody $10, $20, whatever God lays on your heart. I want to encourage us all on today that we can run from sin and be okay. We can run from sin and survive. 
We don't have to go with the crowd. We don't have to worry about what it looks like to anybody else. Because at the end of the day, all I want to hear is that God is well pleased with my life. And if he's well pleased, to heck with everybody else. I love y'all, but I'm out here trying to live my life for God as best as I can. So with that said, you all, I love you. Go back and read Genesis chapter 39. Know that God is for you. He loves you. And if you resist the devil, he will flee. And if he doesn't flee and keeps coming, you flee. The Lord said he will make a way of escape for you. Take advantage of your escape route. If you can't go by elevator, take the stairs. If you can't go by, by the stairs, take the window. But take your way of escape out of sin. That's our charge, all of us. And mine too. That's my charge. Let's make moves, y'all. I love you all. Have an awesome weekend. Bye-bye.